At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is our number two Point Spread Saturday coming to you from the VSEN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe outside Amal Shah as we get you ready for week number 12 in the college football season. Our picks Five of them coming up in 15 minutes. You'll want to stick around for that, see who we like here in the penultimate week of the college football regular season. But first, let's do a little bit of Heisman Award watch. Amal, this Heisman race has been one of the more interesting races I, if I can remember because nobody really has taken a hold of this award, and we're here with two weeks left in the regular season. Obviously, championship week, it appears, will have a big impact in terms of who wins this award. But right now, these odds, courtesy of BetMG, I'm going to run them down here real quick to let you guys know. Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama, plus 175, the favorite to win the award. Then you have C.J. Stroud, plus 225. Kenneth Walker, plus 350. Matt Corral, 7-1. And then Kenny Pickett, 25-1. Sam Hartman, 35-1. Travion Henderson, your guy, the Buckeyes running back, 40-1. And Desmond Ritter, quarterback of Cincinnati, at 50-1. But Amal, this is pretty much a three-horse race, at least what I'm seeing, at least. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Uh, to me, I think Kenneth Walker should be the favorite at this point in time. Now, after today and next week, it could change. But based on what he's done, I didn't understand why he slipped after he, he still had a great performance last week. Uh, if you look at uh, – by the way, I said this. If I were Kenneth Walker, I would have gone to Paul, uh, Mel Tucker today and said, here's the deal, buddy. I am not playing in this game 
unless you at least set up in a trust for me $5 million. Because the reason why you're potentially getting $95 million is because of me. Michigan State's always had a bunch of plotters at running back. Now they've got a guy with speed who can make a difference. I mean, you put up a five-burger in terms of touchdowns against uh, Michigan. I think Kenneth Walker should be the odds-on favorite. Look, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, not taking anything away from these two guys. They've been tremendous. But I think there's a lot of quarterbacks who, if they played with the talent around the, that these guys have, they would put up similar numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at um, Young, 33 touchdowns, 3 INTs. Stroud, 30 touchdowns, 5 INTs. But Kenneth Walker has done it on a team that's got, you know, an average quarterback. And he's the Thorne. team. He's, he's at least, the team. He's the exactly. Offense, yeah. um, you know, over 1,400 yards rushing this year, 17 touchdowns. He's been unbelievable, averaging 6.5 yards a carry, and we're into November. Remember when, like, it was, I think, early October or late September, and, like, it's like, hey, what about this Kenneth Walker guy? He's about 75-1 to to win the Heisman, and he just continued it as this Michigan State team has kind of gone on this magical run. I don't want to say it's a magical run, but it's been an impressive run for them this season here in 2021. Now, my question to you, Amal, can Kenneth Walker win the award if the Spartans lose today? Because they're 18-and-a-half-point underdogs, I believe it is, uh, in Columbus, on the money line. The consensus money line for Michigan State, plus 680. So if you don't believe that Kenneth Walker can win if Ohio State were to win today, or if you believe that Kenneth Walker wins, is there any value in just playing Michigan State money line to knock off Ohio State today? You know, I I think that's a great question if you think so. I I think he's – look, I think he can still win the Heisman if he's got a big day even if they lose. But he's got to really perform because this is a national TV game. At noon, this is a game that people are going to be watching. I don't think it's the Iowa State-Oklahoma game that people are going to be interested in. If he if they put up 30 points and if they give up 50, that's not on him. But he, yeah. he's got to have three touchdowns, two to three touchdowns. He's got to run for a buck 50 or so. He's got to really be able to deliver. Also, I'm looking at Caesars right now. Plus 750 Michigan State is on the money line to beat Ohio State today. Now, my only thing with Walker is that the Heisman Trophy, I feel like, is going to be decided on conference championship weekend. If they were to lose today, like I mentioned, 18.5-point underdogs, is he going to be too out of sight, out of mind, two weeks from now when Stroud is likely playing, when Bryce Young is likely playing? Like It feels like those guys are going to be have the center stage to themselves while Walker is back in East Lansing trying to figure out where they're going to go bowling. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. But look, he's got an opportunity – and this is why I think the Heisman should be given out after the bowl games. He's at he's at fourteen eighty three in terms of yardage. Let's say he goes for a buck seventeen today uh, against Penn State. It'd be tough to see him getting two hundred yards. But um, you know, l- let's see if he has you know if he averages one hundred forty yards over the next two weeks against Ohio State and Penn State. I mean, Ohio State's got a good run defense. The weaknesses in the pass defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's got to get strong consideration for me. For Bryce Young, it really comes down to how does he play against Georgia. If he struggles yeah. against Georgia, he's out. I, I well, I don't, I don't know about that because I think it's a three-person I, race. I, well, I know I, the reason why I say he's out is because even this season, you mentioned it. The only reason why he's there is because he plays on Alabama, and a lot of quarterbacks could be doing what he's doing with that Alabama roster. And if he struggles, I mean, the one of the more high-profile games of the season for this Crimson Tide team was that game against Texas A&M, and he was unable to drive his team down the field to score the touchdown to win the game. Now, if once again. Everyone's going to be watching Alabama-Georgia. Number one versus number two is what we think it will be in Atlanta in a couple weeks here. If he's unable to put up a good performance in that game when everybody's watching, how can you give him the award? I mean, I know some people vote prior to championship weekend, but, I mean, for the ones that don't, 
it's not going to be a good look for Bryce Young there if they don't win that game and he doesn't play well. Yeah, because half the people that voted from ESPN and half the analysis from ESPN, in my opinion, is a bit lazy in terms of just saying Alabama, Alabama. That's all they ever say. The reality of it is, to your point, you make an excellent point. If you go back and look at that last drive against AM, he was throwing worm burners. Yeah. That's your Heisman Trophy winner? <laughs> doesn't look like it to I me. I mean, if you're a Heisman Trophy winner in that situation, you take that field right down the field, you take that team right down the field and you go score. Um, I, look, I think he's a terrific player. But I also think he benefits from immense talent around him, right? Evan Neal's going to probably be a top five, top ten pick in the NFL draft off that offensive line. Uh, you look at um, Jamison Williams, uh, he, he's been tremendous. Uh, Mechie's a very good receiver. Billingsley is a good tight end for them. The running game has always been consistent for Alabama. So to me, I, I think it's a scenario where they've got a lot of players around him. Now, today we, we won't necessarily get a gauge of it. Here's the thing with today, though. I don't think they're going to lose the football game. But if he played yeah. poorly, I think that would hurt him. I don't think he wins the Heisman today, but it could hurt him. I think. But if Stroud and Walker both had bad games, then I think he, almost by default he could be the winner. Yeah, I think that's the thing right there. And in this game right now, I'm, I have a pick in the Michigan State-Ohio State game. I'll save that for next segment. But, but if Stroud plays well, Stroud has so many chances to be on the main stage because, I mean, this the, the game everyone's going to be watching, at least in the early window, is Michigan State-Ohio State. If he plays well, that's more momentum. Then next week you get the big game, Michigan State-Ohio State, always one of the most highly touted and just publicized games of every single college football season. If he plays well in that game as well, that's more momentum for Stroud. Then you have the Big Ten title game in Indianapolis. If he at least just plays decent, doesn't even have to play well against Wisconsin. If he just plays decent, and the Buckeyes go ahead and roll and win, and they finish the year 12-1, and one. I mean, it feels like it's C.J. Stroud's award. Do you think that's just because maybe there's a little bit of Bama fatigue? Or do you think because, look, Michigan obviously is a huge brand, and you mentioned if you play well against Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, obviously Michigan State as well. He, he could be looking at He's got 3,036 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, and five INTs. He could be in a scenario where he winds up with 4,000 yards passing, 40 mm-hmm. touchdowns, five picks. Yeah, I I think it's his award. And I know, like, obviously you can make the case for Stroud saying, well, a lot of quarterbacks could do what he has. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, right, Jackson yeah. Smith, and Jigba. Like, they have the, the cupboards are stocked in Columbus. So I'm not saying that he's putting on some superhuman performance, but just from what he's doing from a production standpoint, and if he's able to do it in these big games coming up starting today with Michigan State – there's just it's too much to ignore and in a year where i think the voters are looking around they're searching they're like who's going to win the heisman who's going to win the heisman if his production stand stands out and also on the big stage and him getting all the attention that's going to stand out i think he's going to be the one that wins this award even though that he hasn't really had the quote unquote heisman moment Thus far this season. The same argument I gave against Bryce Young is the same argument that applies to C.J. Stroud. It is, yep. I mean, to me, I, that's why I think Kenneth Walker should be the front runner. I just don't get it. Maybe from a betting perspective, they've got it slanted a little bit. Now, the one argument you could make is I know ESPN uses the QBR instead of a quarterback rating. He's number one in QBR compared to anyone else in college football. Aiden O'Connell second, uh, Stetson Bennett third, and then Bryce Young fourth in that category. So, I, I don't know. When I, when I look at Stroud, I think he's a terrific player. But at the same time, I think him and Bryce Young benefit from immense talent around him. I think if Kenny Pickett played for Alabama or Ohio State, I think his numbers are every bit as good, if not maybe slightly better than these guys, because I think he's incredibly accurate. Yeah, no, I think it's it's, it's an award that we understand the parameters. It's a quarterback or a running back. or I mean, last year, obviously, we saw the receiver, but last year was a weird season there. Kenneth Walker... I agree with you that he probably should be the favorite, but I think what you're seeing baked into that is that 
They're underdogs today, significant underdogs. There's a good chance they're not going to be playing conference championship weekend. And I think the odds reflect that. And, of course, there's also liability from the summertime with Young and Stroud, with people expecting them to get this boost of being the Bama quarterback and being the Ohio State quarterback. Now, Amal, I want to ask you this. If you had a vote for the Heisman, now take the parameters out of it of like the quarterback, running back, we yeah. got to give it to those guys. Who would you vote for? Who do you think has been the most outstanding player in college football this season? Oh, it's not even close. It's Kenneth Walker. If you take any of these guys, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Kenneth Walker, Matt Corral would be the most valuable to any team along mm-hmm. with Kenny Pickett, but the most outstanding player has been Kenneth Walker. I mean, he has been an absolute difference maker. Look, the reason why they were able to beat Michigan is because they finally got a running back with some speed. That, that's been the biggest difference for this team. They always had those guys that were just, you know, almost like the old three yards in a cloud of dust type yeah. of running backs. And that's been the difference. I, I, that's why I'm shocked that all the affinity for Young and Stroud, when to me, Kenneth Walker has been the best player. Yeah, I think it's just their teams are the brand name teams. Their teams are likely to play on Conference Championship Saturday. So those are the guys but, that are going to be the favorites there. Yeah, but if that's the way we're going to do it, then, then we might Why as well are we doing you, this? Yeah, exactly. What's the point? I mean, might as well just sit there and say, hey, listen, oh, you play for Bama, you play for Ohio State. You know, Alabama's done a great job. Now, look, Alabama's not had a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. That's the one thing I know that stands out a little bit, but – yeah, it's kind of interesting that's how that's happened. <laughs> no Heisman winner. I mean, Mac Jones had a pretty decent chance last year, but he played with Devontae Smith. Yeah, I mean, he benefited playing with Smith. But, you know, Tua had the award. He had a great opportunity. And then he struggled, and uh, Kyler Murray came on and was outstanding. And I thought Tua was as much of a lock as any player ever to win the Heisman. It felt like it was until about three weeks prior to the end of the season. Yeah. It's like, whoa, what's this Kyler Murray guy doing over there in Oklahoma? And he was able to win the award so it'd be for interesting the to see students. how this thing plays out. Yeah, it's a it's an fascinating award, an award that is infuriating at times if you're just – uh, tired of the old, give it to the quarterback of the best team, but that appears to be the case, or at least what we think will happen here in 2021. On the other side, picks. Five of them. Who we like in college football. It's Point Spread Saturday. We're rolling along here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Point spread Saturday. We're lathered up. We're ready to go. Amal's fired up here. Coming to you from the VSIN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shah. Week 12, penultimate week of the college football regular season. And Amal, it is about that time. And I'm sure the viewers and listeners are saying it's about damn time for us to give them our picks for today's slate. Five of them between the two of us. The menu's a little lighter, but we're selective. Last week, I thought we had a pretty good week. Yours truly, 3-0. and Last week here with our picks in college football. But Maul, you have two. I have three. I'll give you the honors of kicking us off with our picks here. Point spread Saturday edition, college football week number 12. Yeah, I like Texas Tech here catching 10.5 at home. We've talked about this game at length earlier against Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State wins the football game. But I think Texas Tech uh, is the difference at home and gets the cover here with this a bit of a big number on the road with uh, Cowboys. Like Texas Tech, plus 10.5. And, and then another a home dog. Oregon State at home, plus 3 against Arizona State. I think this line is completely wrong. I think this should be a pick em. Uh, I don't understand why Arizona State, who's 2-2 two and two on the road against a 5-0 and Oregon State team at home, is a uh, favorite in this spot. You know, Arizona State was fortunate they played an inept offense in Washington last week to be able to win that football game. Uh, when you look at the combination of Baylor and Fenwick, the tailback position for Oregon State, that'll be the difference. I love how much they run the football. And I think Oregon State not only covers, but they win the football game. It's funny. We both faded Arizona State last week, and it yeah. went from a solid rocking chair winner to almost a bad beat to a lucky win out there with the Huskies going through the back door. Uh, just an interesting game out there on Montlake. You said something? Yeah, no. For people that don't know, last weekend, Washington was leading for 59 minutes of the game. It's fourth <laughs> down and one at their own 34-yard line. If, they, if There's 41 seconds remaining. If Morris throws an incompletion, the game's over. Over. He throws a pick six. <laughs> I, I mean, he throws a pick six. I was sick. <laughs> I, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. And then 
Arizona State, luckily, they get a couple of celebration penalties. Somehow, Washington completes a pass down to the three-yard line with nine seconds remaining, and Petros Papadakis is like, well, you should kick a field goal here. I'm like, <laughs> normally, I would actually agree with him. If the ball's at the 15 or 17-yard line, I agree with him. Mm-hmm. But there, you actually had to go for the touchdown. I, I was actually shocked that they completed the play. Honestly. I didn't think Washington would actually be able to complete the play, and they did. Uh, uh, the Washington is probably like the least backdoor covery team in the country, Ever. and they were able to do it. Justice prevailed. No, but they game. did it against Stanford in the second half. They hit a touchdown pass when yeah. Stanford came in with a blitz, and they hit it. I mean, it's twice this year they've been able to do it. I don't know how they pulled it off, but for some reason we felt lucky after being the dead right side the entire game yeah. and avoided the bad beat. So that was a good one for us. So best of luck to you fading Arizona State once again this week, though this time back in the Beavs who are getting three at home out there in Corvallis. All right, so you're on Texas Tech plus 10.5 and, and Oregon State plus three, a couple home dogs. Here's who I like this today, rather this afternoon, in college football. We talked about this game ad nauseum, Ohio State, Michigan State. I'm laying the points with the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes just have way too much talent to not win this game going away. There's a reason why this is an 18.5-point spread. It's a three-possession game is because Ohio State is that much better than Michigan State. This is one of those games where you just don't want to overthink it. In what world can Michigan State defense keep up with what Ohio State can do on offense. I mentioned it. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jig, but those wide receivers are going to be running rough shot over this Michigan State pass defense that's one of the worst in the country. And it, it never feels good to lay this kind of lumber, but Ohio State, I think, in my opinion, will score every single time they have the ball in the first half. I think that takes Kenneth Walker the third out of the game, at least from a rushing standpoint. And I believe Ohio State, I know their passing defense is not as great, but I think that with Walker not being able to be the focal point of this offensive attack, Michigan State will appear to be limited. Runaway train for the Buckeyes. They blow this game wide open out there in Columbus. My second game, I'm going to lay the one with Kansas State. Right now, I think it's up to two. I got it at Kansas State minus one. I don't think Baylor is honestly that great. Now, I know that they got the impressive win over Oklahoma last week. They also beat Iowa State earlier this season, but... What happened after they beat Iowa State? They went on the road and then lost to Oklahoma State. This is a Baylor team. I don't think that they can handle success well. I think this is a team on the road. They've had struggles as well in conference play, especially Manhattan, probably the least fun place to play on the road in that conference out there in the Big 12. The crowd's going to be absolutely fired up, and it also fits under my unsophisticated system of betting the favorite that is unranked at home against the road-ranked team. So I like Kansas State Wildcats in this spot. And finally... Oregon plus three and a half. I like the Oregon Ducks against Utah at Rice Eccles Stadium. I get that this is supposed to be the scheduled loss for the Ducks. We've talked about it. Everyone <laughs> said, hey, loss. it's a scheduled loss. Everyone's talking about that. Well, they got to go to Utah. Wait, what happens when they go to Salt Lake City? But you look at Oregon against ranked opponents under Mario Cristobal, seven and four ATS. This team plays to the level of competition, and to their detriment, they play down to the level of competition. But they are on high alert with this Utah team. They know they've heard it all week long. They heard it last week against Washington State that, oh, they could look ahead for Utah, look ahead to Utah. I think the Ducks go in there. They're not afraid of this moment. I mentioned it earlier in the show. This is a team that won in Columbus against the fourth-ranked team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're not afraid of what's going to happen at Rice-Eccles Stadium Oregon, I think with their advantage on the O-line and the D-line, the quarterback issue concerns me there with Anthony Brown, but Oregon arguably has the best offensive line in the country. Their defensive line is one of the better ones in the country. Kayvon Thibodeau, probably going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. 
they get it done in the trenches. They are at least able to keep this game within a field goal. Wouldn't shock me if they win the game outright there as a dog at Rice Eccles Stadium. So those are my three picks. Oregon plus three and a half. K-State laying minus one. And then, of course, the Buckeyes laying 18 and a half at home against Michigan State. Amal, what do you think about my selections? today here in college football. You know, the uh, the K-State one I like, I, I think it's a tough game, but I couldn't take Baylor on the road in this spot. And I tend to agree with you, the Buckeyes here. You look at this Michigan State team, the number of points they gave up against Michigan, uh, the points that they gave up against Purdue. Now, this is a opponent they're going to be facing in a much more hostile environment. That's a far better offensive team. I think this is going to be a real challenge for the Spartans here on the road. I know the Spartans are a popular underdog pick because it's a whole man. That's a lot of points. Right. I get the seventh ranked team in the country and I'm getting three possessions. Oh my goodness. Wow. Don't overthink it. Like, honestly, just don't overthink it. Look at the X's and O's matchup. They have no shot of stopping this Ohio State offense. I don't like CJ Stroud, like we talked about him to win the Heisman. It's one of the reasons why I kind of like him because I think he's going to put up gaudy numbers in this spot between top 10 teams. Now, maybe it could be famous last words. Ohio State somehow, it's 2015 all over again and they find a way to lose the game, but I don't see that happening. I think it's Buckeyes by 20 plus in this spot here. I just think they have too much talent and especially the matchup between their receivers and the Michigan State secondary. It's just one of the biggest mismatches you'll find on the board in this slate in college football here so that's why I like the Buckeyes to win that one going away yeah I mean look I can see where you're coming from in that matchup the Oregon Utah game for me is just more about the fact that the Utes are at home I think Oregon's the better football team but it just seems too many times people go into certain places and just come out with L's and Rice Eccles being one of them so I think it's gonna be a real challenge here uh by the way I'm not sure who Utah where they're at in their last game of the season in terms of are they at Colorado or are they at home because this could be Kyle Whittingham's last game in Salt Lake City. There's a potential that he might be retiring, and I think they're on the road at CU. No, they're actually at home. Yeah, so. at home, yep. Uh, but, you know, to me, uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Let's see how Cameron Rising does. Uh, Oregon among the top five teams in interceptions. Let's see if they can continue to uh, do well in this particular game here defensively. Anything that didn't make your card that you thought was uh... – Almost a potential to make on. Yeah, Boston College at home minus two against Florida State. I think they're going to win that game. I like BC over here. Uh, I just can't believe that Florida State is getting less than a field goal in this spot. It should have been three to me. I think Halfley's a terrific coach. Now, Florida State's got probably better talent, but I think with uh, Phil Dracovic, I think um, he makes a difference for this BC team offensively, him being back in the fold, and I think they'll be able to win this game at home. Real quick, one of our loyal listeners and viewers, Trip Tepper, asked the question, tweeted at us, and I love it. Tweet the show. It's always a fun to get your guys' thoughts here. He asked, would you consider betting Bama on the no to make the playoff? So Bama to miss the playoff right now, plus 105, as an alternative way to bet on Georgia to win the SET title game right now. Georgia probably, their four-point favorites, I believe, was a line that right. circa hung, probably going to be in the minus 150, minus 155 range there. So would you entertain Bama no at a plus number, like plus 105? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something to consider. I, I think it really comes down to how you see the the SEC title game playing out with Georgia. If you think Georgia's going to win the win the game, then I think Bama on the no is a good bet. Uh, so it's not a bad play there at all from that perspective. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at this game. You can play these games in college football any which way you want to play them, um, especially with the number right there. It just doesn't make sense to me that Bama right now is favored to make the playoff when they're a clear underdog in the SEC title game. Maybe the odds makers know something that I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of chaotic scenario that will take place to where Bama can get in there with two losses, but I don't see it happening. I see Bama having to beat Georgia, and also they also got to win the Iron Bowl there they got to win yeah, that game. I, that's absolutely. that's one that we're looking over. We're just saying, hey, Bama, Georgia, Bama, Georgia. 
they could lose to Auburn. It's, it's a game we've seen them lose before with the better team out there for the Crimson Tide. So that's how we can attack Bama and Georgia, which we believe will be coming up here in a couple weeks. But we're going to ask Mark Zeno, our next guest. On the other side, Mark Zeno, our VEASAN SEC correspondent. We'll ask him, and I want to ask him, Cincinnati undefeated or two lost Bama? Who gets into the playoff? And, of course, break down the rest of the SEC slate here, week number 12 in the college football season. You're watching Point Spread Saturday coming to you on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. With college basketball starting this week, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on all the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, and Tim Murray, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today to get your copy for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Point spread Saturday. Rolling along here at the VEASAN studios in the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Amal Shaw, week number 12, college football season. The penultimate week of the regular season. It's 6.30 Pacific time, 9.30 Eastern. So that means it is about that time. We bring in our weekly guest, Mark Zinno, our VEASAN SEC correspondent. Mark, thank you for joining us once again. We always appreciate having you on the show. I want to start off this conversation with the Alabama Crimson Tide and their chances to make the college football playoff. We were discussing it earlier in the show, and the question came up, would you rather put in a two-loss Alabama team or an undefeated Cincinnati team that right now is ranked fifth just on the outside of the top four? Which way would you go, Mark? Well, gentlemen, I believe there's a scenario where both of them get in. And follow me here. Let's get to the easy stuff first. Georgia wins out a close win over Bama in the SEC championship game. Ohio State wins out. They win the Big Ten and get in. Those are the one and two seeds. Cincinnati wins out. I'll tell you where they fall in a minute. Now, here's what Alabama would need to happen. Baylor needs to win the Big 12. So Oklahoma State needs to drop this week to uh, this week or next week and not be in the Big 12 championship game. And Baylor would win it. And so they get the Big 12 title as a two loss team. Nobody from the ACC, regardless who the champion is, is going to get there. Oregon needs to lose this week to Utah or in the Pac-12 championship game. That would give them two losses. Then finally, Notre Dame, if they run the table and finish 11-1, their lone victory that matters is over a three-loss Wisconsin team that basically I could have quarterbacked. So <laughs> from that standpoint, Notre Dame, an 11-1 Notre Dame, are they objectively better than a two-loss Alabama? I would say no. And to avoid Alabama and Georgia playing in back-to-back weeks, that would mean Bama, who's been ranked above Cincy all throughout the college football playoff rankings, would get the three seed as a two-loss team. And Cincinnati, undefeated, would get a would get the four seed. That way you'd have Georgia versus Cincy, Ohio State versus Bama, and that's your college football playoff. Mark, first of all, I love the breakdown. I know you've spent some time thinking about it just based on the argument you gave. I assume, like everyone else in the SEC, you might have a bye week today, but kudos to you for actually working on this Saturday, (laughs) unlike everybody else around the league. We're, We're speaking of Alabama. You mentioned it. 
taking on Arkansas. I expect them to win the game. I want to ask you a little bit about the Heisman Trophy. I think, in my opinion right now, Kenneth Walker, because no, no defensive player. To me, Jordan Davis should be there. Uh, Will Anderson, even Kayvon Thibodeau should be given some consideration. But take those three guys off the table. Let's look at the top three. You've got uh, Stroud, of course, and Bryce Young, who's got 33 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, Stroud, 30 and five. And then Kenneth Walker, over 1,400 yards. From your perspective, first of all, I don't know if you're a Heisman voter or not, but would you? Uh, who would you rank one, two, and three based on what we've seen thus? far and how well do these two quarterbacks need to play to ensure they hold off Kenneth Walker well I don't have a Heisman vote I'm not sure they would want to give me one but that said (laughs) I I think you have to keep Bryce Young at the top it's one of those things when you are installed as the favorite you have to do something that makes you no longer the favorite right like it's really it's that old boxing analogy when when you go to fight the champ you have to beat the champ the champ doesn't have to beat you when it comes to points So from that standpoint, I look at this and I go, Bryce Young's still going to be the favorite. I believe Kenneth Walker, with a performance today and actually helping his team topple Ohio State, was exactly what he would need to leapfrog Bryce Young in this whole thing. I think C.J. Stroud, for as good as the Ohio State offense is and the best one in the country, probably still um, isn't going to be looked at as favorably as Bryce Young because of the receiving core that he has of the running game that he has. There's a lot of pieces around a young freshman at C.J. Stroud. He didn't really enter the conversation until midway through the season when that offense really got humming. So I think he's got a little bit of catching up to do. But from that standpoint, Bryce Young hasn't done anything to give up the top spot in the Heisman voting or at least the Heisman race at this point. Kenneth Walker would need a monster game today uh, and have to help beat Ohio State, which I don't think is going to happen for the record. I think Michigan State's going to get their doors blown off, but that's a different conversation. But it would take that level of performance today from Kenneth Walker to leapfrog Bryce Young. I like the boxing analogy used about uh, Bryce Young in terms of you got to go beat the champ. But the problem is, in this case, we're giving the belt to the champ before he even did anything. That's my only problem with, with the way the Heisman Trophy is doled out, Femi. Yeah, this is an award. I think it's a, it's a quarterback award. We know that. Kenneth Walker right now. We were saying that we thought that he should be the favorite uh, heading into this game. But obviously, I think that's baked into the line of Michigan State right now, significant underdogs. And I agree with you. I laid the points with Ohio State. I don't. I didn't get it. That should be 21, at least, in my opinion, there with the Buckeyes. The clear advantage with the receivers against that Michigan State defense. Defense there. Now, last week, Mark, you said Georgia minus three is what you would make it for the SEC title game. We saw Circa here in town lay, put Georgia minus four up, and obviously that would be no action if the game was not to be played or if Alabama didn't get to the SEC title game. So with that line, would you take the, the tide there, getting four points uh, on a neutral field out there in Atlanta? Yeah, absolutely. If, if I'm getting more than three, and I, I would tend to think that all bookmakers would leave it at three as long as they could and increase the juice on Georgia – before they would move it to three and a half because sharp betters are going to jump right on Alabama getting more than a field goal. If you look at the way these two teams have played in their last couple of meetings, and granted, quarterbacks have changed, certain players have changed, you know, for both teams that change um, the way the games have gone. But you have to assume this is going to be a dogfight, pun intended, obviously, and that there's <laughs> going to be a field goal that's going to decide this thing. I just have a hard time believing at this point, for as good as Georgia is, and as much as they've separated themselves from everybody else, Bryce Young and that offense are by far and away the best offense they we've seen all year long. And so if Tennessee can get to 17, I have very little doubt that Alabama could get into the 20s in this game. And Bama's defense should be good enough to keep Georgia, who's averaging 38 points per game, into the, the high 20s, low 30s themselves. And for me, that all adds up to a field goal game. It's just over a field goal is too much value to give a team like Alabama with a coach like Nick Saban. So I would expect bookmakers would hold at three as long as they could uh, before going to three and a half. If you're seeing it at four, jump on Bama now because I don't think it'll stay there long. 
Mark, you bring up a couple of good points. I want to ask you quickly about the total. It's uh, set at 49. I know this game is not even set yet, but it's still a few weeks away. Uh, I actually like this game over the total. I think Bama's going to be able to score. I have some concerns about their pass defense. I, I've said all along, nobody produces running backs the way Georgia does. It's unbelievable. I've been. A, we said this a few weeks ago. You and I agreed. I love James Cook. He was an absolute beast last week. He's unbelievable in terms of what he can do. And in terms of the big picture, in terms of the SEC and on a national stage, if Georgia wins that game against Alabama, Obviously, things are going well. They're going to have an opportunity to win a national title. The recruiting's been off the charts. But if they were to drop that game, how does that impact Kirby Smart in this program when you have to face off against the, the behemoth that's in the room, which is Alabama, from a national picture? If you're a, team, if you're a recruit looking at Georgia, do you go there and you sit there and say, hey, listen, they got great talent. But they're, they're like kind of like Oregon. They've got a pedestrian quarterback. Can we ever actually get over the top against Alabama? Because Alabama's always got a first-round quarterback. And that's the thing for Kirby Smart. You never beat your daddy, right? And he has yet to get over the hump and beat Nick Saban. And that's problematic because he was brought there to win this team a national championship. You're talking about the, the third time he's going to make the college football playoff uh, and come up empty. Uh, and again, even if they lose in the SEC championship game, Georgia's still going to the playoff. But it's one of those things where you sort of have to beat Alabama to do it. It's not going to hurt recruiting for Kirby Smart because regardless of whether they win or not, Georgia continues to pump out NFL athletes on a routine basis as quick as Alabama does. So it's a coin flip as far as if you're considered by both schools, a kid coming out of high school, where you go, you have a greater chance to go to the NFL from those two programs than anywhere else in America. But if you are a Georgia program that wants to win a national title and you can't beat Nick Saban, you're always going to wonder if Kirby is going to be the guy. And I'm sure questions will rain down from boosters and fans alike. If Georgia can't beat beat Nick Saban this year, can it ever happen? Will it ever happen? Because if it doesn't happen this year, I don't think there's a lot of confidence that they'll be able to put together a team this good again anytime soon. We've talked a lot of Alabama and Georgia. We're speaking with Mark Zeno, our Vist and SEC correspondent. Talked a lot about the SEC title game. Let's get to what we can see on the field coming up later this afternoon. Alabama taking on Arkansas, one of three games between top 25 teams on today's slate. The Crimson Tide right now, 20.5 point favorites with a total of 58. You like Bama. Why? Well, Bama's been rolling since their loss to A&M on both sides of the ball. Their defense has only given up 12.5 points per game since the A&M defeat, and their offense has scored at least 49 in three of the last four. It's bad news for Arkansas and quarterback K.J. Jefferson, who has not thrown for more than 200 yards in three consecutive games. Arkansas is a, ru a running team, a rush offense. They'll be slowed down by Bama's number two SEC rush defense. To me, you put all this together, and this should be an easy cover for Bama, despite the fact that they're laying that many points. And also quickly, real quick here, Mark, uh, just to break down your other games, you like Ole Miss laying 36 and also South Carolina getting more than a touchdown, seven in the hook there against Auburn. About 20 seconds, you want to explain why you like those games? Got to be a get-right spot for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. They've only averaged 27 points per game over their last five. They should be able to get into the mid to high 40s against the worst defense in the SEC. And just too many points for a backup quarterback and T.J. Finley of Auburn to be laying at this point in time against a Carolina team that's motivated for a chance to go and become bowl eligible and get their sixth win of the year. All right, he is Mark Zeno, our VSIN SEC correspondent. I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot more in the next couple of weeks here with the pending mammoth matchup on the horizon in a couple of weeks, at least we think, between Georgia and Alabama. Mark, best of luck this week. I know you got a lot of plays, so we'll hopefully cash some tickets here on this Saturday. Let's go, boys. Thank you. All right, stick with us here on the other side. We wrap up the show, Point Spread Saturday, Week 12. Final thoughts coming up here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an extra helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports. It's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That was my childhood. EA Sports Madden. Haven't played that game in about a solid decade uh, because now I have a job and I don't want to waste my time playing video games. Point Spread Saturday is <laughs> rolling along here. Final segment coming to you from the VSIN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi at Bebefe Amal Shaw. Amal, big Madden guy over there huh? on the no. sticks. Madden no. Summerall. Not uh, a video game person. Never was. Yeah. yeah. I guess it, you probably were just, it probably missed you. The video games. It was a, it was a nice little. No, there were, I'm not that old, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> give me a break. 
<laughs> I had to throw a dig at you, you know. Every now and then, we got to keep ourselves honest. Uh, let's get back on track here, starting with number five Cincinnati taking on SMU today. Bearcats them all. They haven't covered in four straight games here. We've talked about how they need to impress the committee. They've been out or underperforming in terms of market expectations. Well, today, they're laying 10 points, total of 65 and a half. What do you think about this team? A lot of sharp betters on the Mustangs this week. I actually like Cincinnati. They have not played a complete game in several weeks. I think they dominate this game. They know they've got a great opportunity to make a statement against a team that's 8-2. and two. I think they have a terrific game against uh, SMU in this one. I like the Bearcats to cover this one. Uh, you know, this is a team that they dominated last year. They won this game last year 42-13. to 13. SMU has played well, but the one thing I would point out is defensively, they still have some deficiencies. They were fortunate to escape that game at home against Memphis. Um, you know, they lost against Houston. They, they got beat by seven in that one. I think Cincinnati finally plays a complete game. Interesting that uh, Mark said that he believes a Cincinnati and a two-loss Bama can make the playoff there. The scenario he laid out, it was starting to scare me. I was talking about all this, oh, Bama only has to win the SEC to get in, otherwise they have no shot. But that's a very real scenario that he laid out for us there that where you could see both teams possibly get in. Yeah, the one thing I would object to on his point is, though, when you look at it, they lost to um, – if, if if the scenario the way he describes, I don't think it works because if Oregon loses today but wins in Vegas against Utah, I think they get in because they, they they'd get in over Bama. But because they give so much credit going back to 2014 to winning your conference championship, yep. right? That, that was kind of the thing they created so Ohio State could get in over TCU. Um, <laughs> well, that's my know, thing is like, is it almost a case by case scenario, or do you think that's an over like overriding it, thing that like if it's a tiebreaker they would give it to Oregon because they were conference champs? It, not only that, the other thing is you have to remember two factors involved. Number one, now all of a sudden you have a potential pe- uh, uh, West Coast audience with Oregon in the Pac-12. That's fair. Also, I think there's a lot of Bama fatigue. So if you're looking at it from a big picture perspective for the sport, you really need to put Oregon in there if those two teams are level. Uh, I don't think Alabama is losing to Oregon on a neutral field. No. But we don't generally go by who the best four teams are. If you really went by the best four teams for me right now, you'd have Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and then I I would say it's a toss-up between Oregon, Michigan, and Cincinnati. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, the, the game's on the field. The results have to matter. Yeah. Sometimes and, the best team doesn't win that day, and they should be penalized for yeah. it. Yeah, and I forgot Oklahoma State as well because their defense, actually, Oklahoma State could probably beat all three of those teams that I just mentioned. If you actually look at it, the Cowboys probably are just as deserving as any of these teams because if the losses, Cincinnati hasn't lost a game, and Oregon lost to Stanford, Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State. So, to me, it's a much better loss if you want to classify it that way. I could talk about the college football playoff all day long. Unfortunately, we got to get some games we have to get to here. One of those games, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. Fighting Irish, 17.5 point favorites with a total of 58. Amal, we've talked about this Fighting Irish team. They've been kind of hanging around in this top 10 for the college football playoff. What do you think about them today against the Yellow Jackets? Yeah, it just depends on how aggressive they are in terms of offensively. Georgia Tech comes in having lost four in a row, but the problem has really been this team can't slow anybody down. You look at Georgia Tech in terms of what they've been giving up. 148 points given up in their last four games. I mean, averaging 37 points a game, that's just not good against a Notre Dame team that's far better defensively than Virginia, Miami, and Boston College. So I, I think Georgia Tech's in trouble here today. Jump around on Wisconsin and Madison today, taking on Nebraska. The Badgers laying 10 with a total of 43.5. You believe this Badgers team, you think they're the best defense in the country better than Georgia or just their run defense perspective their, their run defense. is the best in the country? Gotcha. The run defense. I, I, I think uh, the one thing with Nebraska is they have managed to play well against Ohio State, against uh, Oklahoma. You know, they've been competitive, and I can see why people are taking Nebraska here. 
Uh, I, I think this game actually stays under 43. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think Wisconsin's offense is still inept. And I think Nebraska's defense is far better than they get credit for. If they had a defense, excuse me, an offense that didn't constantly turn the ball over, this Nebraska team would be good. It's just the offense is the problem. It puts so much pressure on their defense. Future Washington Husky head coach Kalani Sataki and his BYU Cougars taking on Georgia Southern today. <laughs> BYU right now. Is that, is that the word? <laughs> hey, I've heard his name tossed around here. You never know. I mean, he coached at Oregon State. He knows that area pretty well. Pac-12 guy. Arizona uh, State could knows? be another landing spot. Could be another landing spot. He's a hot name right there. The Cougars 14th in the country, and they're laying 20 against Georgia Southern with a total of 57. What do you think about this one? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I think the Cougars' offense is a little bit too much. Oh, it's 20-and-a-half. I misread the line. Um, boy, I don't know. I don't want to lay 20-and-a-half here. I'm sorry. I saw the minus 1,400. I was thinking minus 14, but no, no play here. UTSA, the Roadrunners, and a close one with UAB. UTSA, four-and-a-half point favorites with a total of 53-and-a-half. Do you believe they remain unbeaten, one of three teams undefeated this year in college football? Yeah, they've really done a nice job so far this year. I, I think they remain undefeated. Uh, UAB is a team that's one-dimensional, and I think that'll be the difference. But can you slow down the running game for UTSA? That's the big question mark. Uh, if UAB can do that, then they've got a chance in this matchup. But other than that, I think you have to lean towards UTSA here. Georgia taking on Charleston Southern. Bulldogs, 51-point favorites, total of 58.5. I think the only question is, will there be a candlelight visual after this game here at Mall? Yeah, th these matchups are bad, not only from a viewership <laughs> standpoint, a betting perspective, but, I mean, just from the physical health of the players. Because you've got a Charleston Southern team, which is an FCS team, taking on an, a Georgia team. That's the best in college football. And, I mean, come on. This is just ridiculous. Charleston Southern's four and five. I mean, you already know they're struggling against those types of opponents. Really comes down to what Georgia wants to do in the first half. If you can get a first half line probably under 31, I would take the dogs here. Yeah, I'm looking at the first half line right now. It is 31 and a half okay. is the first half line there. So it appears no value in that spot. Another SEC versus FCS extra game here. Texas A&M and Prairie View. Going up Aggies, 41-point favorites with a total of 50. Just is another one that's where it's. I mean, I don't even know how you play this game, to yeah, be quite that's honest. what I'm saying. These, these games are so bad. The only thing you can make the argument in this game is Prairie View, not that far from College Station in the, in the area down there in, south, uh, in the southeastern part of the state of Texas. But I don't know. I, I have no idea. A&M wins this game, but you, know, you don't get motivated. I always use this analogy when it comes to games like this. You as a fan, would you pay a premium on a price for a game to go see Prairie View? You Absolutely would. not. So that's how kind of the players feel for a game in terms of getting up for it or not. It's a similar situation. Mike Leach and Mississippi State taking on Tennessee State. The Bulldogs, 44-point favorites with a total of 56, kind of in the same category here. Mom. Yeah, absolutely. I would actually look at the under in this game. Okay. Um, I, I think just simply because the Mississippi State defense is good enough to prevent Tennessee State from really getting too many points. Um, you know, Mike Leach and company will score, but how many? at some point in time it's like 42 to nothing and you just kind of run the ball and yeah. – you know, just get out of here. We got about two and a half minutes left. Let's look back at some of the big games today, starting with Michigan State and Ohio State. Final thoughts Buckeyes laying 19, total of 69 and a half. I laid the 18 and a half with Ohio State. I think this is a runaway Buckeye train. What say you in terms of final thoughts in this game? Yeah, I, you know what? Look, I think Ohio State probably does cover, but I like the Buckeyes in the first half. I think Ohio State generally is a fast starter at home, and the problem with 19, 18, or 19 is you could be up by 24 or 25 points with, you know, three, four minutes left, and all of a sudden you see Michigan State get a backdoor touchdown, and it wrecks any uh, 
spread you were covering. Yeah, Buckeyes right now, 10.5 in the first half. That was kind of the case with me and Georgia. Last week, I had Georgia laying 20 against Tennessee, and it came down to them getting a stop and preventing the backdoor cover there. But they only get it home. It was, it was a little bit of a sweat, but we got that one home nonetheless there. Oregon and Utah, Amal. We've talked about this game quite a bit here, but it deserves that kind of treatment with one of the better games, probably the best game of the day from a competitive standpoint. The Ducks, three-point underdogs in Salt Lake City with a total of 58. Final thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for the Ducks here. I think they're the better football team, but I think at quarterback, Cameron Rising is better than Anthony Brown. And for whatever reason, you go into Salt Lake City, a little bit of altitude becomes a factor. I think they're about 3,300 feet elevation. Uh, I think Oregon is going to come out of here with a loss. I think Mario Cristobal's team kind of uh, their season ends in Salt Lake City today. Remember, they'll still be able to get to the Pac-12 championship game, but I, I just think Utah will find a way and will potentially could be one of uh, two final home games for Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Hopefully they only lose by three because I got three and a half. Real quickly here, your picks. You want to break them down for the folks if, uh, if they were not able to catch that earlier this hour. Yeah, going guns up with Texas Tech and Lubbock catching 10.5, and, and then Arizona State on the road against Oregon State. I like the Beavers in this one. Uh, Fenwick and Baylor have been unbelievable for this team. I have no idea why Arizona State was fortunate enough to escape against your Huskies last week as a road favorite. And I'm on Ohio State minus 18.5, Kansas State minus 1, Oregon plus 3.5 out there at Rice-Eccles Stadium. I think Oregon might win the game there. I think this Oregon team, they tend to play up to their competition, so uh, that should be a fun game nonetheless though out there at rice Eccles stadium all right that does it for point spread saturday the penultimate week of the college football season thank you to mark zitto our visa and sec correspondent for amal shah i'm femi abebefe coming up next the lombardi line patrick maher michael lombardi here on visa the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.